0: On. Greetings, have a good day and welcome to the fifty second? Fifty third I think. 53rd edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service and I'm joined uh, as always Old reliable uh, by, Miss, by older reliable Mr. Andrew Stone Stoughton, how are you? I'm okay, and no, then it could be could be fifty second. I don't know. Don't like starting it off with or sorry, fifty first. Don't like starting yeah. off with all these errors. It's definitely the fifty second. Okay. At least. We've had more than fifty one. We've yeah. had more than fifty. Yeah. Uh but whatever. Uh the Toronto Blue Jays. Are in the middle of spring training. Now it is full on spring training. Split squads and guys getting sent out. And they had the annual uh, game against the teens today. (laughs) Yeah. Which is good. They thrashed. Gotta thrash them teens. Gotta thrash the teens. But you know what? It's kind of awesome that they do this every year.
1: Sure. They they send
0: like real legit big leaguers out there against like teenagers. The junior national team from Canada. It's
1: great. Well, those real legit big leaguers, you think they want to ride the fucking bus to... Oskola, where the fuck the Astros play that they went today? Oh, yeah. Well, the Astros aren't too far. Yeah. They're ch- but they're
0: coming closer. They'll be in, what, Palm Beach Gardens. I think that's farther. Farther than where they are now? No Palm Beach Gardens. Oh, from Dunedin. Yeah. But but oh, there's more teams that are being concentrated around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: Beach where Gardens. the Jays will end up, I'm sure.
0: That's where they want it to go. It is. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to find something to talk about. Uh, because spring training doesn't really give you a lot. We can talk about, about Adam LaRoche. Sure. And his goofy thing with his goofy kid. Is his kid goofy? No, he's, I mean, he's goofy. It's just a damn kid. All damn kids are goofy. I think they're extra goofy when your parents go out of their way to keep you out of school. <laughs> yeah. When you're 13 <laughs> or 14 years old, where it's like, no, no, we don't need our kid to go to school. Why
1: would, why would he want to socialize with people his own age when he could hang out in a big league
0: clubhouse? Because there's life lessons to be learned, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it According to players, yeah. Adam LaRoche, who uh, grew up... His, in his own way he grew up in a clubhouse. He, he probably thinks he spent more time in the clubhouse than he actually did. Perhaps. Uh, but uh, uh no, we there, don't really. no no real way to quantify that, but okay. No, I'm saying like but that's how we all that's how we remember things.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. He he probably says I grew up in a, in a big league clubhouse and it's like but you still went to school. <laughs> you went to school. Uh before we get started of course we'll do our housekeeping and we'll say uh that Birds All Day is a Patreon-supported podcast, so you can support us if you feel so inclined, and we are ever so thankful to those that do. So, if you feel as though uh, you want it, you can head over to Birds All Day or Patreon.com/ Birds All Day and uh, do your thing there. And we are uh, thankful if you do, and thankful if you don't as well. And of course, we can ask you to subscribe, to uh, rate and review on iTunes or on Stitcher or SoundCloud, all the different places you can get this content uh, to your phone or to your computer, to your pocket. However, you want to get it, you can find it. You
1: can find it at bluejaysnation.com. Bluejaysnation.com, you <laughs> of course, you made the big
0: <laughs> switch recently. You gotta do a plug there, yeah. You gotta do that plug. Because people clearly don't know. Or the people who have been typing andrewstoten.com and yeah. been bounced directly to bluejaysnation.com. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where you can find all of your takes these days.
1: Yeah.
0: just a Most days. Some, some days. Some days, no, some days, nothing. Scorching barrel file fire of take <laughs> going on in there. Yeah, and anything else? Any other housekeeping? Is it, we have a Facebook page down yeah. Facebook.com dot birds all day. Is that on right? Uh,
1: no, we don't have the slash yet. Uh, we'll we'll get there though. We'll get there.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Also, the FanGraphs uh, meetup.
0: Oh yeah. So two two other things: FanGraphs meetup. Uh, if you are in Toronto and but you're not going to opening day or so for, to the home the opener, opener yeah. come down to the Firkin on King. Uh, you can there are tickets. You can actually get them. Uh, on, fat, on Fangraphs. At Fangraphs.com is a, a post at Dave Cameron, who is the uh, managing editor of Fangraphs, he's going to be in town for uh, Pitch Talks Thursday night before the home opener Friday night of the home opener you can join Dave Stoughton, myself, uh, Blake Murphy who is from Rotographs and for, of the score and of course is the managing editor of Raptors Republic and uh, just a whole bunch of uh, friends just going to go and hang out, there's not going to be any like panels or speeches or I don't know, just come and hang out and say hi and Meet Dave, who's uh, knows more about baseball than a lot of us. than a lot of people know about anything. So mm-hmm. come and hang out and have fun. And actually, if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, uh, we're recording this Thursday night, St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this tomorrow, tomorrow morning, uh, I'm going to be at Long Winter, Long Winter To, oh, yeah, which is yeah. uh, kind of art and music big thing at the Great Hall on Queen. I think it's at Queen and Dovercourt. Mm-hmm. That's where the Great Hall is. Uh, so come on down, just pay what you can. I'm going to be on a panel with, with uh, Stacey May Foles, who you know from the internet, from the Torontoist, from Globe and Mail, uh, formerly of the National Post, uh, with Josh Zucker, Zucker from uh, Fucked Up, uh, which is a big thrill for me, I won't lie, and uh, Desmond Cole as well, who uh, has a podcast on Canada Land and uh, is an important member of the community in the city of Toronto. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit different than uh, the typical panels on which I sit. So it's going to be a good time. And I promise I won't geek out with Josh from Fucked Up too much. You will a little, though. I I I, I can't promise to try, but I'll try to try. Right, yeah. But that uh, should be fun. So that's all the housekeeping out of the way. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk, talk all about the spring training comings and goings of your Toronto Blue Jays. So there's never that much news at this time of the spring as we said before they're just kind of playing guys are getting getting stretched out Drew Hutchison went I think five innings last night against the Yankees uh, Marcus Stroman pitched five innings in a minor league game today uh, you know given the, the weird game against the G, not the weird game but the game against the junior national team is not the, teams, the usual please. one the team yeah. yeah so that's just kind of where they're at building up arm strength seeing if guys are ready yeah. Spreading their workout.
1: Taking their looks at Andy Burns and Daryl Siciliani and those types, and then, yeah, the pitchers. Those the are pictures.
0: like the spring training stories that sort of percolate. Like, hey, maybe Siciliani Dar- can uh, offer something. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, this guy can do this. Maybe uh, Junior Lake be a platoon guy with Mike uh, Cassander. Yeah,
1: there you go. I don't know. Yeah. But Siciliani, I think, has an option, so he's probably out of the running for the fourth outfield spot. Which is between Lake and Ezekiel <coughs> Curry, and uh,
0: how bad does Ezekiel Curry have to play to lose his job? Yeah, he's probably gonna get his keep his job. He sucks, but anyways,
1: <laughs> he, he does suck. But
0: and then one thing we, but, we you
1: we, know they seem to like him. They seem to like having him around.
0: Yeah, then the other players probably like having him around. Uh, you know, he, veteran you know, guy, bounce around a bit.
1: He can fill in. Not that Michael Saunders will ever get hurt or anything. Think, no,
0: God so. no. Poor Michael Saunders, God. God bless him. He had to face Aralda Chapman last night. (laughs) Yeah. Which is no fun for anybody at any point. He threw Justin Smoke the worst slider that Aralda Chapman is capable of throwing. But it's also like 83 (laughs) miles an hour and everything else is 100. Yeah. So Smoke looked like a fool. A, because he was batting from the right side. And B, because he was facing Aralda Chapman. It was was like Chapman is so stupidly good. I felt so bad for Saunders because he got embarrassed. He almost got hit in the head. Yeah. And then, so they're all. He threw one up and in, and and Saunders had to hit the deck. And then whoever was on the. On, it might have been uh, Al Leiter. No, I don't know who it was. One on the Yankees broadcast. Front. Right. Oh, he got him set up for that slider down and away. And he threw one. And, you know, to Saunders' credit, he didn't swing immediately at it or <laughs> fall over, which is what I would have done. Right. But then the next one, he just kind of snapped off a pretty normally nasty, filthy, disgusting slider Yeah, it went pretty much right down the middle of the plate. But Saunders just, he had no hope. He had no hope. No, Not that anybody does, but...
1: Yeah, the Yankee bullpen might be okay.
0: The rest of them are trash, though.
1: I think Miller and Batonsis will be okay. No, the, the, oh, the rest the of the bullpen, Yankees will be trash. There are three trash, good
0: yeah. pitchers on the Yankees. They reside in the bullpen. Uh, they've got some other guys that are interesting, but like... I don't... Evaldi pitched really well last night, and he kind of throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that can be a thing. I think... The, I, I don't know. I want... I really... There's a part of me that thinks they're going to be bad. That would be awesome. But there's a... a but I don't know. But they they remain. Can it be another summer abroad? That's the, I think the, it'll man. be... But I think it'll be like the end of the year... When the Yankees faded badly at the end of the season, when it was only Raw, <laughs> right. when there was only right. Alex Rodriguez, was the only guy they could count on to do anything at the plate. Tanak, you're not, you're not, uh, not
1: feeling Tanak anymore.
0: Oh, I'm like feeling Tanak, but he got hit around a little bit today. He gave up a massive home he's run. Fucking trash. That's the thing about Tanak. I don't think that that's true. I don't
1: think that that's true. Either, I don't think but, that's true at all. But I, I feel like he's sort of like precariously dangling over the trash and may may not be too far away from
0: I know that you really want to slap consumed that consumed
1: by trash. You want to
0: slap that Daisuke Matsuzaka. <laughs> I would love to slap have that Have the great on one him. year and then kind of fade and, and 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 fluctuate and struggle with injury and then
1: be bad. Well, but, did, did did he throw like 700 pitch bullpen sessions like
0: some of That those guys shit was do? insane. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there's only there's so much of the stuff we can talk about. Yeah. Who's going to be the fifth starter? And what's Gavin Floyd doing? The Jays, again, a team like the Jays, that's a very veteran-laden. Everyone's got a job. They talk with Kevin Pillar, like, yo, you don't need to work so hard this year. You, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. Uh, which, again, is good. I mean, you and I are probably of the mind that, yes, they could definitely upgrade on Kevin Pilar in center field. But he, does, he, he, he at the very least, has earned a right... To a job,
1: yeah, absolutely. not
0: maybe not the out hitter, but the everyday centerfielder who yeah. hits at the bottom of the order.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. He he was tremendous last year. You mm-hmm. Can't you can't fault the Jays for, and it's nice too. You know, you can't fault them for sort of easing him into spring, which Gibbons said this week that they're doing, and you know that's what they've sort of showed with the way he's been playing. And, and yeah, he shouldn't have to fight for that job. That's that's him uh, until he loses it. But <laughs> until, in, he, until his on base is two sixty one, and
0: uh... <laughs> when he has one of those, like oh wait, Kevin Kroy doesn't, doesn't have a hit this month. Yeah, but so in the in the in the quest for content, because there's so many people down there sucking up paychecks in Florida, they got something to write about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has become the Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista contract saga. A little bit, yeah. Where it is Edwin carnacion uh, negotiations are not going very well. Yeah, not that they're not going, not that they're not friendly and lovable, but they are not aligned quite yet in terms of the length of the contract. Well,
1: I think his people were saying, or he was saying, that they're you know, yeah, they don't agree on on the years, so they haven't even talked money. Like it's kind of at an impasse. Mm -hmm. And then Atkins rushed today onto the team-friendly Rogers-owned radio station. Uh, to be like, no, no, we're still talking. We're talking, you know, we're friendly. We're, we're you know, we're discussing things. Uh, and painted it, you know, like that there's more going on. And, and uh, I, I mean, I think it seems clear that they're going to wait. Uh, I don't see why they wouldn't wait, really, for signing these extensions with these guys. Uh, Bob Elliott said that they were offering two years. Or he said that he talked to, this is what I put in the thing I wrote about it. They t- he talked to an Encarnacion loyalist in the right field corner in Dunedin. It's like, well, who the fuck are you talking about? Is this, like, does he have anything to do with Encarnacion? Is he, is he like, his agent? Is it, his age, like, his agent's buddy? Like, what are you, like... And so, Elliot reported that a guy told him that he'd heard that they only offered him
0: two years. Must be nice to be able to just slap that your yeah. story and not have anybody question you. Yeah, uh, but that's like, what happened when You're Bob Elliott because it, it means it happened. It's not like he's making it up.
1: No, I'm sure he talked to someone who said that.
0: I, I would. I'm going to say that I uh, have faith in Bob Elliott's editorial judgment in that it was he found this person to be credible. Yeah,
1: but it. I, yeah.
0: Not that. It, not that. Anyway. I'm a, sure that
1: he did. I don't know if, like, how much faith I have in his editorial judgment. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, two years, uh, that's not a lot of years. Uh, there was also a thing this week uh, about Batista that I think Griffin uh, said, somebody said, uh, that he was asking like 6 and $165 million, but the, but one of the six years was this year. Interesting. So yeah, by the way, give me a
0: giant raise for this year and then five. And I said this on Twitter and I think we may have talked about this a bit a bit last week, but like the idea that Edmund Catastro was gonna come cheap or come easy was out to lunch. You've been you you've been very clear about that. I've been maybe out to lunch, I don't know. Why would he do that? Just because he's more mild mannered or not Jose Bautista ish think- in his in his the way he carries himself? He's not a fucking patsy. Still he's pretty- not a dope who's just going to sign away tens of millions of dollars to the Blue Jays because he doesn't want, he's afraid of confrontation. Well, he might piss it away if he doesn't have a real healthy year. How's the how's spring going so far? Well, this is...
1: You know, he's, you know, ask Ian Desmond what uh, one year could do to your value. Come on. I know. I know, but... It was two years
0: is what they did wow. to Ian Desmond. Fair.
1: Now... But I mean you could still cost yourself a lot of money if you if you're Edwin and you if you break down, I mean, you gotta have some belief in yourself that you're not. Batista clearly has that belief, but it's just there's there's a lot of things that not only you know, not only the stuff that keeps him off the field, but I think there's probably a lot that we don't hear about. You know, like he was playing through a lot of pain in that finger and he was a fucking boss and
0: was amazing mm-hmm. all last year. But like, Jesus, he's he's dragging himself through the season. I think it was Griffin wrote something that said, basically, the Jay, uh, Bautista and Encarnacion are doing the Jays a favor yes. with their contract demands. And I am, was going to say the same thing that you've just said, mm-hmm. in that Edwin, Edwin, Encarnacion, Edwin Encarnacion's banged up spring is doing the Jays all the favors that they ever would have wanted, in that there's that there's that risk. But it, that comes back to the other thing that, I don't know, it, was, it might have been Morosi, Somebody was saying that the, they, the Jays want them to sign, like, Cespedes style like right. a Cespedes-style contract. Like a three-year deal that's a, with an opt-out after one.
1: It was Rosenthal, and he said that... He, he. It was very poor grammar, but he said the Jays only may only might be willing to sign him to a Cespedes deal. Might only? No. It, had it, it, it been, should have been might had only? Had it been might only, it would have been quite clear. But only might kind of leaves open... Uh, the fact I I don't know what the fuck that. It
0: was very was. unclear, which is the opposite of the point of. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I just took it to mean might only. To which I say, why, in God's name, <laughs> would thirty-five-year-old Jose Bautista bet what? do that? Why would Why yeah? I'll
1: be when I'm thirty-eight. I'll uh, I'll just get jumped back into the free agency, and I'm, I'll probably make up all that money
0: anyway. Yeah. Of all the people in the world Why do you need those guys Who are over 30 Over 33 Why do they need to prove themselves again They're not Cespedes who had You know three good months In 2015 Mm -hmm. And two terrible years Sort of that preceded them And a really good year before that There's not that in these two guys There's nothing that Jose Bautista It's all out there Oh yeah he needs, All he needs to prove Is that he can Stay healthy and, and keep doing it Yeah Which and that is If someone's crazy. looking For that proof They're never gonna get it Yeah That's true There's a gamble It's a gamble Of signing a 35 To 36 year old player Yeah Why the fuck Which is That's fine If that's the Jays Negotiation That's where they're Gonna negotiate from Okay just like Bautista's like I want this and this And that's it And there's no negotiation It's how you start Sure might Maybe they finish In the middle Somewhere that makes Everybody happy but if the J- if anyone thinks that the Jays are going to get that, like, oh yeah, these guys are going to want to, like you said, wander back into free agency. Yeah, it's never going to happen.
1: No, I, I no, I think you're right. Though I, I mean, I did I did fuck around thinking about what if you what if you give him that big round number, the hundred 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 million dollars for the three years, make him the highest paid player in baseball.
0: I still don't think he does it. Can you imagine? Making Jose Bautista the highest paid player in baseball? Yeah. That's kind of crazy.
1: A little bit. Probably not to him. I think it would be the highest paid position player if it was three. I think Kershaw. If he's would making still 33,
0: yeah. he's making more than Grankey on a year to year basis. With um, 33.3, I'm pretty sure. Is it? I thought so. I thought he was at 34. Grankey's higher than Kershaw? I think so.
1: Anyway. Anyway, it would be the highest paid position player for sure. Maybe I think that.
0: At the end of next, at the end of this year, Trout goes to like 31 or 32. Yeah,
1: I, I was looking at average. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Value, so, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's... Uh, that's
0: That that would be great. I would be all for that.
1: Maybe that's enough of a carrot to make him start thinking about something like that. But then also you're paying a guy $33 million a year, which I don't think
0: they're going to do. I don't think they're going to do that. Not for a guy who's 36 years old and is a good player, like a you know a franchise, I don't know. I would I would it would be fine. It's not my money. But he's to pay him like the, the best player in baseball is all well and good because, but he's not.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I mean I, I was listening to Stephen Brunt was talking about this yesterday. Um and I'll just rip off his points basically in verbatim because he was right, except that I'll ramble and, and not quite be as eloquent as him. Uh and just saying that, you know, the he said that if if Shapiro could be forthright in a way that he can't, he would be like, we have an old team. We have a team that's not getting younger. We don't have a farm system that's going to be replacing them with guys. And, you know, you want us to lock in two more old guys for huge money going forward. Brunt's point is, you know, he thinks that they would like to be perhaps a little more nimble than that and a little more flexible with their dollars going forward. So, you know, this this isn't Paul Beeston where, you know you you got to make a show of... going. Beaston probably would have made a show of like, oh, we just missed David Price. But when really these guys are like, no, fuck that. We can't do that. That would be dumb of us to Mm. tie that much money up into this one guy. Mm. Look at what our roster looks like. Look at where our money is going forward. And, you know, he's right. It sucks, you know, but but it's probably... That's probably what's going to happen, right? They're probably going to look at it and say... That they can't do that. And and honestly, if you replace those guys... I know that's not a great free agent class. But if you... Even like lesser replacements for Batista and Encarnacion... Because they would have to be. You still have a ridiculous fucking team. Like you still have Martin and Donaldson and Tullo. And you know, you, you have a really, really good thing going. Even without them, it's obviously considerably diminished. But you know... He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's and, not wrong. And then you keep the flexibility to keep, you know, to help keep the rotation together better, to keep the bullpen, you know, you got Storn and Cecil are free agents. And it's probably it, the smart thing to do is to just let him walk away. The, and nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to fucking say it. The problem is,
0: is that you're losing, what, six wins maybe between the two of them? Yeah. From five, between five and eight wins, I'd say, of the 2017 team. That you need to go and buy, so now you're looking at forty to sixty million dollars of value you got to replace. Yeah, right? and yep. I don't know where that's going to come from. And nope. that's that you. I don't think you'll be able to buy. I <laughs> hope hard
1: on Devin Travis and, and on, yeah. uh,
0: you know, uh, finding someone for left field. And it's total. It's totally fine and totally realistic that the that the Blue Jays do that. That's well within their rights for <laughs> Rogers to not just piss money away. It's not Mike Illich who's thinks he's going to be dead before the Miguel Cabrero contract is up. I mean it is an old t- I mean think it about is an old t- think
1: about like 2018, like 2018 to have like 20 million dollars plus to Donaldson at you know he he'd be the young one at like what, 32, 33 by then, 32? He's 30 now. Yeah, 33. Is like Tulo's older than that. Edwin is already 33, so it, it it would be an old team. It
0: would be an old team. And, and as I said before, that's Rogers probably
1: not a great idea.
0: Rogers is well within their rights to do that. What Rogers is not well within their rights <laughs> to do is what? to call the goddamn cops on some guy, hero really, <laughs> who is adamant the Blue Jays re-sign Jose Bautista, threatening to this. This story's a little old, but it, we cannot, yeah, let it go. <laughs> You mentioned it, has, it, and I was uh, like, holy shit, the, yes.
1: I, I think I would like to say that the Statue of Limitations has not expired
0: yet. Kaboom. <laughs> yeah. The statue, the Roger statue thing, it, re- it, it brings out the worst in the fan base. Because it represents the worst of the ownership.
1: Yeah. Just like, the it most phone deaf garbage. And it turns us God. into the most
0: complaining, whiny, thin-skinned babies. But, honestly... It is Sickening It really is That The gall of them To put that Like again Just Nobody Able to stand up And be like No This is a Bad idea Clearly that was There was no one willing To be the adult Yeah Because Or to just have
1: Any concept of what You know Us fucking plebes think you know,
0: like Jesus, why? This is of course, which is of course, us acting under the assumption that they give a shit. Well,
1: that's also the thing. It's their, it's their stadium that they're leasing from the public for like a dollar a year or whatever the fuck their that land <laughs> is uh, that still owned by the public is was worth or paid for, and then, you know the stadium they bought for a song that was built by fucking
0: public money, six hundred million dollars of public money <clears throat> like thirty years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. That they didn't just put it by, their the Raj Mahal yeah. up there. At, at, Co-
1: completely appropriate there,
0: but then no one will ever see it. it would probably yeah. be the argument. Also,
1: also totally.
0: But appropriate. the bigger and the bigger thing of this is, again, it brings out the worst of us, and it brings out the it represents. The oh, worst I could just
1: shit on the statue for a full podcast,
0: like a like a flock of pigeons, flock of pigeons that have been overfed and under-exercised. But well, the bigger point is the one that Stacy May Foles, who I will be joining on that pa- uh, panel tomorrow night, made. And she wasn't alone in making it. In that the cops showed up to this guy's house because he threatened a 700-pound statue. So fucked. Meanwhile, yeah. people like her, women all over the internet, have the gall, the audacity to have an opinion on baseball. Or hockey. Or anything. Or anything. That's literally anything. Who receive yeah. insane, like, incredible, disgusting threats. Nothing. This guy, who's not white, by the way, makes an idle threat to a statue. And the fucking cops show up at his house. That is the most fucking insane thing. We got this explicit ranking, so I'm going to use it. Yeah, might as well. That's bullshit. That is the <laughs> most bullshit, Garbage
1: thing I've ever not, heard Not even the Toronto cops They like they, they called up The Kitchener Waterloo, like the Waterloo police And were like, hey, go to this guy's door
0: For a statue, and they're like, okay Sure boys Where did they find this information out? Twitter makes a big show about not giving up public information Did they, did they roll over on this fucking guy for, So the, these cops can show up at his house Because he threatened the statue? That's Bullshit That is the ultimate bullshit. Or are they
1: his ISP? Whoever. Somebody somebody did.
0: Unless he's geotagging every tweet from his goddamn parents' basement, which is entirely possible. (laughs) It's bullshit and it's sickening. Uh, It makes Rogers look bad, but it makes the world we live in, frankly, look a lot worse. Dishearteningly so. Like, really let me down. Like, just sad. Yeah. Sad.
1: Just total fucking horseshit. I even and I I feel I feel softer about this now than I do. But I, you know, he didn't when he wrote on Reddit his original story. He did not include the tweet that was just like "fuck you" that statues getting decimated. You know, uh, it, you know, made himself look a little bit more sympathetic. And I was like, I don't know. I like if like if Rogers has a policy that they include threats to their property as. You know, fair game to report. I mean, it's absurd just because of how impossible it is for a like a single human to take down a seven hundred foot, a seven hundred pound statue
0: in the middle of the goddamn city. Oh no! no. The brown guy makes an idle threat. You better (laughs) fucking get the police involved. God only knows. Okay. Yeah. No, there's
1: there, There could be an element of that in it. Absolutely. I mean, I I understand why you would have a policy and not be like, hey. This asshole's threatening. But how did it escalate to the point where the fucking cops actually come knocking on his door and don't laugh in Roger's face and say, Okay, thanks guys. We got uh, better shit to do. Like that's what's <laughs> we so- got a whole
0: team working on yeah. the crime. They <laughs> got us working in shifts. They <laughs> got some leads. <laughs> Speaking of cops, Drew Hutchinson is definitely a cop. He's got a cop face. He's got a cop demeanor. I could see that, yeah. Uh, he's also a bit, of a, a bit of a forgotten man. I think you, you wrote about about this and said kind of that. People have been admitted, discussing him as dangled in trade.
1: Well, that was a thing. That was the Morosi
0: thing. Yeah.
1: Talking about, oh, there's scouts at this game. It's a, it, you know... It,
0: God forget, knows what they would be doing otherwise. Forget, forget
1: that it's like, you know, just he has a schedule. They're like, well, if you're going to showcase a guy... I'd probably do it against the Yankees in a night game at spring training. It's like, what, what are you talking about? Showcase a guy, and
0: <laughs> by letting him start, the showcase guy by letting him take his regular turn yeah. against the team scheduled on that day. Oh, and, in
1: a, and oh, in front of scouts from other teams because they don't go to games all the time for all kinds of reasons to see all kinds of players. It was that was just it was just so fucking stupid, especially because that's what the Jays. Management. That's what Atkins and Shapiro have said all winter. Is we want to build up pitching depth. Shapiro said, you know, we had a rotation in Buffalo that was five guys named blank, and they needed to build that up because they didn't think they're going to get the health that they got last year, which was pretty remarkable when you when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Even with Strowman going down for the year, because pitchers just break all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. So they worked very hard to make things happen, to get Chavez, to get Gavin Floyd for some reason, to get Brad <laughs> Penny, who we got the shit knocked out of him today, you know, to get all these guys who... Why do you get, think that is? Is it going be because he
0: sucks? There's a good chance that he's a big greaseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you, you... You
1: have Drew, Drew representing the milkman of uh, America, or whatever that was, <laughs> the bat boy that he made puke a giant gallon... Like, he drank a gallon of milk. Didn't it, didn't didn't he
0: show up in the comments or something like that? that or his his someone
1: named Miss someone with the last name Penny emailed us to assure to assure us that uh that Brad was a very nice boy. A very nice man <laughs> and uh, and that the and that the bat boy that he had bet he couldn't drink a gallon of milk and then puked and I think maybe got fired. I don't know if he got fired, but he was suspended or something. Uh he was eighteen. He was an adult. <laughs> Brad is a nice boy. Uh and that's really when we knew we'd made it. They're <laughs> like, well... <laughs> Someone's reading this. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, why are people reading this? Uh, but, so, uh, to the Hutchison thing, just the idea of, of trading him, I understand, you know, hey, you got a, you got what seems like a, a spare part. You got a guy who's got some value who you're not going to use. You know, you're going to waste Drew Hutchison innings at, down in Buffalo. But maybe you could get something for him. It's like, no, you you have something in him which is the depth that you're going to need at some point. This way you don't have to have fucking Scott Copeland or Ramon Ortiz or Felix DuBront or, you know, Chin Ming Wong or those types of guys who are just scrap heap garbage come in and make
0: starts for you. By the way, yeah. Chin Ming Wong throwing seven miles an hour faster <laughs> at Royals camp than he was really he was last pitch. Really? Seven. Like, not, oh, I added a couple ticks. So you're saying the Royals are cheaters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fuck them. I believe one of my favorite tweet, <laughs> tweets of all time, Andrew Seaslach talking about whenever whenever the, the Cardinals' uh, pitchers either get hurt or they sign somebody, they go off to Dave Duncan's Magical Steroid Island <laughs> for healing. <laughs> but uh, that's definitely what the Royals are doing. They're cops. Total cops. Fuck them. Um, uh,
1: well, good for chin Ming Wong, I guess. Yeah, whatever. I really, but, I no, had, but you're right. I had hope. But yeah, no, so I mean... they. Not trading Drew Hutchinson. Sort of like sorry, Drew. Like you have an option. You're going to be in Buffalo. You know the Jays don't have any prospects. Here we go. We have one right here. It's Drew Hutchinson. We just happen to have him in the big leagues the last three years because Anthopoulos rushed everybody all the time. Uh, I would say the same thing for Aaron Sanchez. I would say, he's, and I don't mind that either.
0: And, that and, too. I, and I, I rushed guys because of it's for the same thing. It was. He looked at depth in a different way, and I think that, he, yeah, in there, a way
1: where it didn't matter. So we'll just throw Miguel Castro out there. Yeah. Well, because I shouldn't say these things now that we all are, have to agree that he's a saint and a perfect baseball genius, but there were some flaws.
0: No, but that, I don't think that he's unique or anyone was unique. Was basically these these pitchers are going to get hurt, so why would you have them waste all those outs at double A, right, or triple A? Yeah, where with Hutchison it's it's not. Hundred percent that he's going to be one place or the other.
1: Also, if it gets hurt, you really don't give a shit that much at this point.
0: And what kind of value do you think he has?
1: Not that much value.
0: I mean, maybe he's got
1: he's got I think two or three years after this control, but he's not even really that cheap anymore. He's in arbitration. He's you Mm -hmm. know what's he making like two point six or is it even? It could even be higher than that. It could be like five. Like I it, it. yeah, he's, he's, a fine, he's a fine piece. Like, he's a good, he's, he's a death starter. He's perfect in where they have him, which is as a guy who's going to start in Buffalo and if someone gets hurt, he's going to come in and pitch in the big leagues and see how it goes. You, This might be your last like real shot.
0: He looked pretty good the other day, but... He did, he yeah. Same for,
1: for a terrible pitch, too. Well, he,
0: he oh, well, threw some he, meatballs, he, yeah. He threw a really bad pitch to Kobe Ellsbury and he banged it, which... <laughs> And uh, Jose Baptiste looking every bit the the DH out there. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he was fine. He went off the end of his glove.
1: The other thing about Hodgson is that, you know, you look at next year, you look at Chavez and Dickey and Storen and Cecil are all gone. Who the fuck is replacing them? You know, we were talking about Edwin. You think Cecil's gone? Well, they're all free agents. So they're either taking up a bigger part of the budget or, you know, you have to replace them somehow. Uh we all want the J, you know, we're talking about what they have to do with Batista and Encarnacion, and even though we kind of are pessim- pessimistic about that now, uh, they're going to have to, if they don't re-sign those guys, they're going to have to do something for, you know, you're not sticking Dalton Pompey in fucking right field and being nope. like, getting up. You got to do something. Uh, and so just the more pieces that they have that can do that, the better they are. And so, you know, I mean, I know you'd get something back if you traded Drew Hutchinson that could help you now and maybe could help you then, but you're probably going to need Drew Hutchison. Like, that would be a huge thing for this team this year if Hutchison and Sanchez stepped up and looked like legit starters that you can just plug into the rotation next year. And there you go, you already have five. You don't even have to spend money on a like on an actual rotation guy. It can all be depth guys. They're so much better off if that happens. Keep the Hutchison, keep him in Buffalo, and let's see what the fuck happens. I agree, and
0: I think that too much is going to get made of who makes the team in April and who goes... In- who goes north with the team versus who's making starts in June and July? Where you sign a guy like Gavin Floyd and you give him a big league deal and you come in and you like you got a good chance to make this team, so make the team and and pitch until you until you show us that you can't. And maybe maybe he's your Scott Kazmir, right? Yeah, maybe he's your Scott Kazmir where you get good value out of it. Maybe he he he's put it together. And he pitches well, and he either contributes to a winning team or he becomes a trade piece or something like that. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's a- any one of a million other, you know, kind of broken down guys who have a shot and then it doesn't work out. You give him the opportunity to, to do that, to give you something for nothing. If it doesn't work, then you got yeah. Sanchez or Hutchison or whoever waiting in the wings. I,
1: I think that's the way you got to do it. And I mean, and it, you know, it. In our heads and fans' heads, it's so easy because there's nothing to talk about in spring, even though we're rambling on here. Uh, and there's, you know, you talk about cuts and the opening day roster. Everything gets so sort of focused on that opening day roster. That's sort of the prism through which you, you view everything. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, that's not what they do with the players. You know, you hear about, and, and I, I don't know that it necessarily is. Like a guy like Hutchison shouldn't be phased by the fact that he might start the year in Buffalo because you can tell him. Guy, you're getting. You're gonna get either twenty starts or like fifty appearances in the big leagues this year. Yeah. Don't dwell on the fact that you might not be on the opening day roster. You're a big part of this team.
0: Which is easy for us to say. Yeah. And easy to say. To like when you, you don't need to, to just suck that up. But we don't have to go to Buffalo. They mm-hmm. do have
1: delicious uh, fried fried bologna sandwiches. Something like that.
0: What's the the wings? Right. That's the thing they. Well, they have the wings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They fine fine hoagie town also.
0: You get yourself a hoagie,
1: yeah. Did I tell that on this podcast when I went to Buffalo last year? There was like there's a hoagie place in like the like downtown, like not too far from the park. And at the end of the night, I don't quite remember <laughs> how this happened, but but I went in for I went in to grab a, a couple hoagies for me and my buddy. He was like having a smoke outside, and he's like, "You came outside, and you're like holding five hoagies like this <laughs> giant bag." I'm like, "What the fuck did you do?" And I think what happened was. That people like made an order and and just left like just drunk people just ordered paid and then left so there so the hoagie guys were like hey anybody want like four extra hoagies we, we just got to get rid of them and I'm like
0: kiddy up what well, am I gonna say no yeah
1: and so I woke from you know hotel room the next morning with a bunch of uneaten hoagies because geez what was I gonna do with fucking all those hoagies you eat them for breakfast yeah well they might have made it back across the border.
0: <laughs> Uh good talk. Anything else? Lead-off hitter stuff. People really want to talk about again, this is very spring. Yeah.
1: Uh well Tammy Rainey wrote a great thing, I think, for uh BP Toronto this week, which is uh I with a, you know, looking at Devin Travis as like the as the real leadoff hitter for the team once he's healthy, which I think is a bit of a stretch to start. I mean, just one, he's gotta get healthy, and two, you know, but people are really quick to be to be like, we know what Devin Travis is. He's that guy that we saw for those two months bookending a real shitty period when he was kind of hurt. We're just going to assume those two healthy months, that's what he is and that's what he's going to be going for it. It's like, no, no, no. He was like showing power that he never showed in the minors. Like it, was, mm. it was two months, right? Uh Lots so, to
0: be encouraged about. Yes. Lots to cling to, not unwise to take a step back and let... Yeah. Time. Let it let it play it Let him see how, how he can fix his shoulder, which has been injured as such that he will have gone like nine months without playing in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. And... Or, you know, I think
1: he was six months off baseball activity, right? You know, yeah. he, he like literally like not swinging a bat for six months. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think I'm penciling him in at the top of the lineup. I don't think I'm like, you know, saying, hey, good job, Kevin Pilar. Back to the bottom of the order you go. Uh, as soon as Travis is healthy. Um, but uh, Tammy's thing was, which I, you know, I think made a lot of sense. Uh, is it, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, she looked at like the different, you know, what the what the actual differences in on base, like how many times on base equals out to like what an on base percentage, you know, over mm-hmm. the span of a couple months, and it's true. It's uh, it, it can fluctuate quite a bit just based on it. complaining about Pilar's on base. You know, he really he, the difference between three fourteen and three. Thirty-eight, or or, yeah, is is not that many times on base in a a, just a couple months sample, Mm -hmm. and also I think the more important point was that it's not a problem unless fucking Gibbons decides to keep trotting him out there while he's you know when he's not getting on base when he's having one of those months where he just doesn't get a hit and since he doesn't walk he's just completely useless. So it's really only a problem when it becomes a problem. Uh, which it's not yet. It's kind of all theoretical. I still think he's ill-suited for the spot. Obviously,
0: not that anyone is greatly suited for it. I there's a part of me that that is the I came of age on the internet with baseball. You know, in the last decade, so I am like a lot of people, or even the Pirates, yeah. right? The Pirates lineup today, for example, Pirates are one of the more progressive teams. Uh, also, a team that's really good at integrating and, and implementing kind of progressive ideas or, or new thinking. They're Again, only spring training, but they had John Jaso as their leadoff hitter today, and their best hitter, Andrew McCutcheon, hitting second. Maybe that's what they're going to do in the future. They've been kicking that idea around about having McCutcheon hit second. Hey, yeah, if it's good enough for Josh Donaldson, yeah, it's good enough for anybody. But I can't help but wonder if maybe there is something to having a slappy, a, ver- a different kind of hitter at the top of the order. That the Jays last year, I don't. There's no. I don't have any reason to think this other than the fact that they did it, and the team, which is already very good, was successful with a guy like Ben Revere at the top of the order. And I think about what did the Indians do? You know, they had a chance. They signed Michael Bourne because they could, mm-hmm. right? And he's maybe a bit of a better on-base guy, but not somebody who drew a, drew a ton of walks. So, so this the people who are in the front office of the Blue Jays. Subscribe to that that school of thought at least a little bit.
1: There's all I mean. There's obviously something to Mm -hmm. the fact like they think there's something to the fact like hey, the guys gotta want to do it.
0: You know they don't want to have to do it. If you've got all these guys that don't want to go near it, then yeah, I don't stick somebody else in there. It's just tough, right? It is a tough sell. It is,
1: yeah, and. I, I, You very well could be right about having a different type of hitter there. I mean, it's ni- it would be nice to have speed there, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, you know, you want a guy... But also, I don't know, it doesn't take a lot of speed to trot home after fucking Donaldson hits home run.
0: How about who... Somebody, I can't remember who it was. friend of mine. Doesn't matter. Not a good friend. I don't have any friends anymore. Ryan Goins. What do you mean by Ryan Goins? At the top of the order. Ryan Goins has... Uh, if nothing else Shown an ability to take a nice To take a good at that. He was, he drew he was definitely doing better
1: last year Yeah, He had a crazy month where he decided to mm-hmm. uh, What was it he, he changed where his hands were So he saw the pitch come in a little bit more And, and gave him maybe a bit of a You know that extra split second to, to decide and recognize it
0: Of course it's the fact that that Ryan Gons Has never ever ever Been able to hit
1: Yeah that's kind of a thing and that all, you know, all the good kind of, you know, it, there were so many flaws that were uh, that were just impossible to notice last season as they were fucking steamrolling everybody, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, and Goins, that kind of went away in the playoffs uh, a little bit, especially, and uh, maybe towards the end. But uh, he, he had a good couple of months. Honestly, I, <laughs> to me, I think, speaking of the playoffs, Gibbons just like, eh. And that that kid for the that kid Escobar for the Royals, he did it. He doesn't. He doesn't have a on base. He's he's giving us fits. Whatever. Don't I don't care. That's, well, well, let's uh, get someone who who doesn't even make sense being there. Let's just throw him in there.
0: Yeah, fuck him up. Make them make, get them off <laughs> yeah. off balance because that's you know, the Dodgers are, are doing the same thing. They want they want Andre Ethier to lead off against right <laughs> like handed pitchers, which is kind of like a pitching, yeah. you don't want to get lefties, but <laughs> for in Dodger land that's causing waves. And Dave Roberts, the, the manager of the Dodgers. Is And Andy McCullough, who covers the Dodgers, now used to cover the Royals. He's like, the Royals won the World Series with a guy who was going out there going like, I'm going to swing (laughs) at the first pitch! And they still won! Yeah, that's true. God, fuck him. I hate him so much!
1: It's the worst, yeah. We won the World Series of memes, basically. So that works. A bat flip is pretty good.
0: Yeah. No one will remember that World Series. No, they'll remember Alex Gordon's home run from Game One of the Maybe. World Series. That's it. Maybe they'll remember Terry Collins handing them the World Series. <laughs> That's no, yeah, the, the Mets, the poor Mets. They,
1: yeah, the poor Mets with their ridiculous.
0: They style. all look like shit in the playoffs. though. So all of them they were all exhausted. Yeah, poor little Jacob Degrom. Yeah, it's gonna be Syndergaard too. He's gonna be the best of that whole bunch.
1: Yeah, we know. I know. It Sucks. Well, and the other guy, there's even the throw-in guy is, like, starting to make noise, right? the throw-in guy? The catcher? No, the fucking uh, Becerra or someone. Who was there's it? another guy in that there trade? There's another guy in that trade who, like, was a long-term project, but apparently he's, you know, making strides.
0: Man, the Mets deserve a lot of credit. That's some pretty good player developing. It is. Right there. Uh, it's it's it, we were actually, talking... That's
1: JP, or, or JP richardi for you right there. The brains behind the operation.
0: Obviously, he's the one that deserves all the credit. We we were talking about this before, right? About the thing on Baseball Reference about all the different teams that that uh, Sam Miller wrote a really cool thing on BR. No, sorry, on BP on Baseball Prospectus. Yeah, about what oh, yeah. Yeah. if every team other than the Nationals drafted Mike Trout right. instead <laughs> of the guy that they picked, and uh, they talked about how for this thought experiment, which was very quick and dirty, wasn't you know anything. Extravagant But it was We're Acting under the assumption That Trout Would become the player He became In any other system Right And, and that Because Mike Sosha has a, has a quote about How like God is the one Who's done all the Player development on Trout Like he Because as soon as he showed up He was like insane He's yeah. 18 years old They didn't There's nothing That they could do What are you going to teach him
1: Well it's the fucking angels Of course they Couldn't have
0: done anything <laughs> Yeah But uh I don't know. The leadoff thing is—it's weird. You'd lo- you'd love. I would. I think with all this talk with the, this Laroche thing and so much more and more people talking about these guys are people and we got to think about them as people and whatever. It would be nice to have someone in that role who wants to do it.
1: Yeah, probably. There's value to that. I would imagine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not maybe enough to offset Kevin Pillar's 291 career on base, but. Uh,
0: whatever the situation. The, the, yeah,
1: is. it's so. I mean. It, it it gets more words and more attention than it deserves because that's one of the limited number of things to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though there's actually kind of a lot of stories that are going on with the Jade.
0: But they're all kind of minor stories. Like there's the, the, the Bautista dinner Akronos and the stuff we've already talked about that's yeah. not going to be...
1: Well, I, w- I was listening to... Yeah, the Batista Nacassion, Strowman being whatever Strowman's going to be in the Sanchez thing. The, the, mm-hmm. Who's going to be the closer? There's lots of storylines. I think Jason Stark said it at the start of spring, or somebody, one of those kind of guys said that. Uh, you know, this is the sort of the team to watch. Uh, and yet we're still calling it boring, because it fucking is. Uh,
0: you know, But they're like, again, is Strowman going to be the closer? Is I'll going to be the closer? They're both going to be a guy that You know, I, I think about it, in, and, and I... I was thinking about this with the Yankees as well, and I was trying to dismiss the Yankees in my head. I was on the subway today, and I was thinking about reasons why the, why the Yankees would be shitty. <laughs> as as one does. As one does. I was look, like, just talk, <laughs> trying to talk myself into them being bad. Yeah. And this will be the last thing. We've got to go after this. But one thing I came back to was, yeah, having great pitches at the back of the bullpen is a good way to shorten the game and protect the lead. But the other thing it can kind of do, especially if you have a team like the Yankees that probably, have a, I mean, they scored, a, they were second in baseball in offense last year. As much as I want them to not be that, which is crazy. I mean, they play in a joke stadium, but yeah, of course. But if you have a great bullpen like that, and you have those three guys you can you can use, you can bring in Dellin Batanzas in like the sixth inning if you want to stop a rally in a game that you're losing by a run. Or two runs. So suddenly there's two guys on. And then you bring in Batances and he strikes everybody out. You're now only losing by one or two. As opposed to, okay, now the game is over. Now the game's been broken open. Right. Because you can use one of these three insane mental patient pitchers. And still have two left. It's kind of nuts. Right? So we can keep it close with these guys. And then maybe our offense can help us get back. Get back. If the Jays... With having Storin and Osuna back there, sure you want Storin to get the saves? So we can get paid. You want to make him happy or whatever? Sure. They,
1: they put a apparently they put a game's finished bonus in his uh,
0: in his contract. A lot of guys have that. Yeah, it's not 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 unusual. But uh, at least you've got that to fall back on. So maybe we can you can use Osuna. You can use Cecil when you're losing, and you still got you still got two nice pitchers back yeah. there. It's just good to have. So so yeah, who's going to close is, is one thing, but I think when you are have good pitchers who are freed up to pitch beyond their kind of set in stone role. That to me is uh, I like I, I, I'm more focused on that and interested in that than I am what guys we're going to pick up saves.
1: I think that that's, that's fair. That's fair. But and and but back to the point about the stories. Uh, this was just a, I thought a great observation. I was listening to the Effectively Wild podcast, which did their Jays preview this week, which was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Housem from BP Toronto was on. Uh, usually they have the guy who does the BP. Uh, annual essay, which this year was Dustin Parks for the Blue Jays. Apparently, he was unavailable.
0: Yeah, I, Ooh, I don't know weird. what happened. To yeah, me. Yeah, I, I actually, imagine. I think Dustin Parks is on vacation. Yeah, I
1: can't, can't imagine.
0: I think. Uh, I was, did he email you as well? No, he didn't email me. No, I, <laughs> but I was like, no,
1: he didn't email me. I, I, but I was so like, I, I've been like, like looking forward to it for like for like a week. I'm like, oh, the Jays one Parks. Parks is going to have to try to fake his way through knowing anything about what's going on <laughs> with the Jays right now. It's going to be amazing. It was, it was disappointing, but Josh was, Josh was great, and Shy was on it too. And right? Shy made the point, or I think the the person he was speaking to, I forget who that who his name was, uh, made the point of at one point. They're like, "Yeah, we're ten minutes in. We haven't talked about Josh Donaldson, and that to, that." to me thinking about this podcast it's like "Have when do we talk about Josh Donaldson it's just that... like a thing that, that it's just we have fucking Josh Donaldson and we spend so much time talking about everything else it's like oh yeah the fucking MVP guy who's fucking amazing
0: he's amazing It's kind he's of amazing cool. and he's also like he is pretty cool like he has a lot of he exudes a lot of awesomeness yeah. hanging out with Cam Newton watching fucking <laughs> goddamn Alabama roll damn tide <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's easy to take him for granted. It's easy to. I think we're not talking about Troy Tulawitzki as much. Maybe just kind of hoping that he's going to go back to being Troy Tulawitzki. Yeah, he's got that leg kick. He's good. He's yeah. good. He's all settled. He's adjusted to a year. Uh, you know, he'll adjust better to being away from. Yeah. To Coors Field. I'm going to keep telling myself. I'm going to keep yeah. saying it <laughs> so that I can keep telling myself that the whole Coors Field effect is real. <laughs> and and Pitchers Batters struggling Against Pitchers who don't Just throw fastballs All the time Because that's all They can afford To throw at Coors Field mm-hmm. Messes them up On the road massed him up When he changes Teams in the midseason So he's going to be Good now That he'll have uh, Got his head right Okay That's what I'm telling myself I think that's fair Over and over but uh, yeah, there's him and Russell Martin as well, a guy who's like, hey. More guys,
1: we just yeah, we don't talk. We haven't talked about those guys really at all yet. There's not a lot to say except, holy they, shit, that's cool that we have those guys. They're fucking good.
0: There's one thing that goes back to the Dickey effect, something we've talked about a lot. The guy with Kyle Matt, is that yeah, he he wrote yeah. that Capital J thing. Yep. with the Dickey effect, and uh, I think it's also a, a catcher thing, and I wonder if having a guy like Tony Sanchez uh, Tony Sanchez who has taken 21 spots before Mike Trout in the draft by the way it's yeah, <laughs> <Jesus laughs> same Christ. year um, having a more <laughs> viable backup catcher is important because uh, some of the uh, I mean in Stats Inc or StatCast somebody is been monitoring catcher injuries and they looked at performance of, of catchers um, days after they would have received more Kind of like shots to the head, I mean, foul balls, kind of tracking them. Right. Like, okay, this guy got three right. kind of good good knocks in the game. Oh, look, he's bad for like three days after that. Gets a rest, back to being himself. Huh. So, yep. not only will getting away from Dickie help with that, because, you know, presumably, saving his hand and thumb, but maybe there's less wear and tear that they can sort of manage his work a little bit better. And you hope maybe that's something that the Jays are keeping their eye on. Yeah, absolutely So there is lots to talk about And we talked about a bunch of it uh, But that's going to be it For this edition of Birds All Day uh, So hopefully See you tomorrow uh, And if not, of course, check it out BlueJaysNation.com There's going to be some lots of exciting things going on there In the next little while Yeah, yeah Big, going to be a big year It's going to be good Big things uh, So for Mr. Anderson, my name is Drew Ferris We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day